Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. I am your host, Albert Hardy. Today, as always, I want to cover something you may not have thought of before. You may have read it before, but maybe you didn't catch a few of the prophecies that are there. Uh, for example, in the fort- starting, starting in the 14th chapter of John, I want to read this because this is prophetic, and we all need to know this stuff. He says, and this is the words of Jesus, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. And I'm reading from the NLT, by the way. John 14, verse 2. If this were not so, I would have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to read that again. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? That's a prediction. Jesus is going away someplace, and he's going to prepare a place for us, his children. When everything is ready, and get that, that's interesting. When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always, excuse me, always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I'm going. No, we don't. No, Lord, said Thomas. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to me except through me. In other words, I'm sorry. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is, and from now on you do know him and you've seen him. Verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? And yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe, because of the work you've seen me do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will, and that's future tense, will do the same things I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with my Father." Even greater works than Jesus? Seriously? I mean, I can't resurrect people. I can't heal blind people. I can't 
release a stroke victim from his captivity in his own body. There are many things that Jesus could do that I cannot do. But if you think about greater things than what Jesus did, many of us travel around the world. Many of us actually have telecasts or broadcasts or podcasts around the world. And that wasn't done in Jesus' day. So there are some greater things that we can do through him and because of his providence. Verse 13, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You know, I've pondered that for years, wondering if that's some kind of a magic word or something. Using Jesus' name makes everything valid. If you pray over eating swine's flesh, i.e. pork and pig and bacon and such, and it may be that I'm offending you by saying this, but the Bible says don't eat that stuff. Don't even touch the carcass of a dead pig. So anyway, if I say, please bless this bacon and my my breakfast, uh, it consists of bacon and eggs and sausage and whatnot, will God do it just because I used his name? Or is that using his name in vain? I think it's the latter. It's using his name in not the right way. To me, I don't know. I think that it could be that we are in Jesus' name when we live in Jesus' name. Are we obeying him? Are we following where he wants us to go? So there may be more to it than just a Uh, good luck charm that you you rub a rabbit's foot and you get what you want. No, I think it entails the life, how you live your life over time and not just using his name. But it may include that as well. I, I don't know. I guess Jesus will have to straighten me out when I see him. Can't wait for that day. But he does predict that he is returning. Remember verse 3. When everything is ready, I will come and get you. It's not that we're going there when we die. No. Actually, Jesus is going to have to resurrect us in order to take us to Jerusalem to rule with him from Jerusalem. So, verse 15, if you love me, um, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, i.e., the Holy Spirit, who never will leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do know him 
because he lives with you now and will later be in you. That's a prophecy. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you, he says. You will come to me? No, he didn't say that. He said, I will come to you. He will come and pick us up. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you will live also. You get that? That's a prediction. You will live also, and you will see me. Verse 20, when I am raised to life again, and he was predicting his death here, when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me, and because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each one of them. Judas, verse 22, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name, said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each one of them. Anyone who doesn't love me, will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the Father who sent me. I am telling you these things while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. That's a great way to put it. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot receive. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away, but I will come back to you again. There it is. Verse 28. If you really love me, you would be happy that I'm going to the Father, who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you, because the ruler of this world is coming or approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me, that is, go to the cross, so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. He says in chapter 15, starting in verse 1, I am the true vine, the grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And that's what we must all do as Christians, produce good fruit. 
and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. And that's exactly what happens when you prune your fruit trees. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is cut off from the vine or severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's for sure. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Once saved, always saved. Doesn't sound like it there. Such branches are gathered into a pile and to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Doesn't say when, doesn't say poof right away. We want instant gratification. We want healing today, not waiting around till he returns or something. Well, we must be patient as well. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as my Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. That's, that's quite a statement right there. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Wow. Well, what are commandments? Well, they are love. Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5. Read those, Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5, and you will know the Ten Commandments. These are inspired by none other than Jesus. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love, is the rest of that verse 10. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Is your joy overflowing? Well, I haven't seen a lot of that, honestly. But if we do the things Jesus says to do, we will be filled with joy. That's what love produces. That's what he's trying to tell us here, it seems to me. This is my commandment, verse 12. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. And what's that? Sacrificially. It's tough to do sometimes. It's really tough to do when others pe other people don't care and don't want to be loved by you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Verse 13. Exactly. Verse 14, you are my friends if you do what I command. 
So in other words, if you don't do what Jesus commands, you're not his friend. I no longer call you slaves because a master does not confide in his slaves. That's right. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Verse 16, chapter 15 of John. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce last... Wait a minute. Produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name properly. In other words, this is my command, love each other. Verse 18, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer a part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally, they will persecute you. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. We don't want to be persecuted. Well, we want to be raptured out of here. Well, we may not get off that easy. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. But they will do all this because of me. Wait a minute. They will do all this to you because of me. For they have rejected the one who sent me. That's the Father. They would not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my Father. If I had not done, if I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my Father. Do they still hate Donald Trump, these Democrats? I think they do. That's a kind of the same scenario. This fill, fulfills what is written in their scriptures. They hated me without cause. They, they just don't need a cause. They want what Jesus has. They want what Donald Trump has. Power. But I will send you to uh, the Advocate, the Spirit of Truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Chapter 16. I have told you these things so that... You won't abandon your faith. Wow, that's cool. I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. So let's try to hold on. That's why God spoke to us. Let's read his words. For you will be expelled from the synagogues or churches 
And at the time, the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. That time is here, my friends. Islam is killing Christians. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Exactly. They worship a pagan, foreign god. Verse 4, chapter 16, John. Yes, I'm telling you these things now, so that when they do happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a little while longer. But now I am going to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking me where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I have told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the judgment coming. Um, I'm going to stop right there for a second and try to explain that, that saying. When he comes, that is, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of its sins that it commits. He will convict the world of its sins, which it commits, and of God's righteousness, which it forfeited in the process, and of the coming judgment. The judgment day is on its way. It is coming, and there will be a, res a, a restitution of all things, a resurrection, and a, a recompense to be paid. The world's sin, verse 9, is that it, refused, it refuses to believe in me. Exactly. Instead, it's following foreign pagan gods. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. He's been judged unworthy of eternal life, and it will be taken from him. Read Ezekiel chapter 28. In Isaiah, I believe it's 14. Verse 12, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it right now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. That's a prediction. When the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. You can't trust what people say. You must listen to God's Holy Spirit. And how do you do that? You must go to a quiet place in your mind and listen for God to prompt you and tell you what that truth really is. And it will. He will, I mean. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future 
That's prophecy. That's a prophecy about further prophecy. He will tell you about the future. Jesus is saying that when the Holy Spirit does come, so that's a prediction, he will predict to you what the future holds. Second prediction, all in one sentence. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. In a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of the disciples ask each other, what does he mean when he says, in a little while you won't see me, but then you will see me? And I am going to the Father. What does he mean, a little while? We just don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it, so he said, Are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, In a little while you won't see me, but a little while after that you will see me again. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. It will rejoice. The world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn into wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. But when her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you will have sorrow now. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I, will, I, I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't uh, done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. Keep in mind, it's his timing, not yours, not mine. Verse 25, I have spoken of, of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name, I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I leave the world and return to the Father. Then his disciples said, At last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. We now understand that you know everything, and there's no need to question you. From this, we believe you came from God. Jesus asked, Do you finally believe? But the time is coming, and it's indeed here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you all this, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, 
because I have overcome the world. And so can you, and so can I. And that's the end of chapter 16 and the end of this podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. If you want to go to my website, keep in mind there is no advertising. I'm not trying to get your email. I don't want anything from you. I want to give you everything I can. You can see videos there. You can listen to my audio book on the life and times of Jesus, all read from the Scripture. So there's a lot to do and see there, and there's a lot of things you can print out. All eight of my books are there. You can print them out. And uh, you can watch the videos. It's all designed to build faith. And where is it? It's at I Tell Why. That's I T E L L W H Y dot com. You can also get there through Jesus is Why dot com. And you can email me if you like to Jesus is Why at gmail dot com. So I hope this has done you some good. I hope we can all grow and meet Jesus on the rock. He is the rock that we follow. So until next time, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Thanks and have a great day.